1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: All right, welcome back, everybody, to Sports Daily. A little bit off the rails today with the news of the last 20 minutes or so about Bill Self. Tim, you're our K-State Insider. We'll ask you quickly to be our KU Insider. Have you heard anything about what's going on with Bill Self up there? What's the chatter? We know he's in the hospital recovering from something. Uh, What's the word up there from Kansas City?
3: Well, I'm not in Kansas City. I'm getting ready to go. But I had just received, literally, when you guys called, uh, my first text about it. And they're coming in now. um, And it sounds like uh, possibly a heart attack unconfirmed at this point.
2: Yeah, and I've heard it's not a heart attack from some people, too. So okay. it, it is yeah. all speculative. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll hold there. Uh, but, you know, and, and obviously you'll get up there. And, and we're going to learn some stuff, too. We've got the pregame coverage starting at 1230 right here on KFH. So um, hopefully uh, we get some more information. The good news is the university says he's recovering and doing well and receiving great care. But we know yeah. that's in the hospital, and that obviously has everybody concerned. Tim, we haven't really started playing basketball games yet and we've had a coach fired, uh, Jamie Dixon in a strange (laughs) situation with one of his players, and now this with Bill Self. I mean, this has been an insane 48 hours for Big 12 basketball.
3: Yeah, and when we get to playing games here, um, it'll be really interesting because if you listen to Joe Lenardi, all eight of the teams playing today are going to be in the bracket, which is incredible.
4: Yeah, I mean, just the fact that – all of these different storylines and just off the court things going on right now. Uh, I know that you obviously you've covered big 12 basketball and Kansas state for a long time. Uh, I was trying to think just over the last like commercial break, the last time that I felt like there was all of this drama at this time in year, like before the big 12 tournament, I don't I I think I have to go back to the COVID year when the the tournament was canceled. Is that kind of the way that you feel right now like there's just so much craziness going on that and things breaking left and right that the last time that we had anything even remotely close to this was 3 years ago.
3: Uh yeah, probably, but setting coach, you know, self health situation aside, it it's all basketball related. You know, I mean I know right. the stuff of Mark Adams is weird and Jamie Dixon, but I almost feel like the hyper pressure of this conference is causing some of this. Um and you know, in particular from what I'm kinda of culling from what happened at TCU, sounds like Coach Dixon kind of maybe pushed Eddie Lampkin to come back too soon and kind of just soured everything with their relationship. And, you know, that's that's a function of this thing so good. He knew he needed his dude. Um and it's you know, same thing with you know Mark Adams down there. I, I mean, he probably pushing his team, trying to get to the tournament, trying to get over the hump. But he's probably went too far. I, this conference is such a pressure cooker for coaches, players, fans. I mean, it's just uh, very entertaining, but a little bit stressful to be in the Big Twelve basketball world.
2: It is, and and it's it's you know it's kind of strange too because you said Tim, like all these teams are probably in now, so yeah shouldn't that like relieve a little bit of the stress and let you play free to some degree? Obviously, Kansas's new stress is nothing related to what we're talking about. But, you know, yeah. if everybody's in, it almost seems like an opportunity to to just sort of let it all hang out, have some fun here with it, and and just enjoy this tournament because I think everybody's pretty secure in making the next one.
3: Yeah, they they should be. Maybe Oklahoma State is the one team that could get bumped out with another upset or something. Um, I think they're probably in the first four. So what they do tonight against Texas might be really significant, might be really important for them. Um, And we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, these competitors want to compete, and they're going to go head-to-head with a trophy for the winner of three games. And they're all going to go at it to get that trophy. And I know K-State is incredibly motivated to do that, something they've never done since the Big 12 was formed in that 96-97 school year. So, um, you know, these, these guys want to get after it. They want to prove something. And if you're a program like K-State, you're, you're probably looking at a three-line in, in an NCAA regional. And if you get to the finals, maybe you're looking at a 2 seed. So, you know, there is something there to play for in terms of uh, bragging rights when you get into the start of the tournament.
4: I know the betting world is not something you partake in, but I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that, uh, I know, that wrapping my head around the fact that uh, Kansas State's are underdogs. I know, but I'm wrapping wrapping my head around, I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that uh, the the Wildcats are underdogs tonight, especially with, you know, TCU not having Eddie Lampkin on the court. I know that they've got a ton of talent with Mike Miles and and the other guys that they've got uh, on Jamie Dixon's squad, but... Why do you think right now the Wildcats are at least considered underdogs in Vegas?
3: Well, I consulted people that know a lot more about, you know, bookmaking and, and setting a line and, and figuring those things out. They're a little bit baffled by it. Um, it might go back to that first matchup with K-State when, in TCU when TCU was clearly the better team. Jerome Tang says TCU when fully loaded, which they won't be, is, might be the best team in the conference. Also, someone made a really good point, you know, the computers or whoever's looking at this might just see Kansas City as a neutral site um, and and not realize that uh, it's going to be a home game for Kansas State tonight, just as it is for Kansas and Iowa State. Um, It's not a normal neutral site for these area teams. And Maybe that just got spun into it, but once Lambkin announced he wasn't playing, I thought it would have come down more than a half point or whatever it did. It's a little bit crazy to me, but uh, uh, I might or might not have taken advantage of that line. I will not reveal that. Uh,
2: I'll I'll reveal it. I'm taking the money <laughs> line tonight. Uh, I'll take the money line yeah. there. You know what else is? And I think, and I'm I've seen this a couple of different places, so it's got to be true. Bill Self, if he doesn't coach in this tournament, he's the only active coach in the league who's won this tournament, right? I I mean, if you go back, Texas was last year with Shaka Smart and then Iowa State in 2019, and it sort of has been Kansas or Iowa State since 2013 before that, winning this thing. Like, that's a little crazy to think about, too. Like, it's if if Self doesn't coach in this tournament, nobody that will be coaching has ever won it before.
3: You look at – the coaches that have left that won the tournament, again, it's the pressure cooker. You know, Shock and Smart just got the heck out. I mean, you know, the, he, he wanted to get out of there because it just was too much. I mean, the demands at Texas to, to be good at everything while not really putting much effort into it are remarkable. It's got to be, you know, we, we've seen how much better a coach he is when he's not at Texas. Um, you know, you got coaches in this league who might get fired who – might enjoy long careers in other leagues. So it's it's uh, something else to watch. But, yeah, it, it, it's funny talking to Jerome Tang and how his attitude's changed about this event being in Kansas City. They always felt like they were playing on other people's own floor. <clears throat> and now that he's one of those people, uh, he's all for it. Uh, and, and he actually had Scott Drew ask him to ask K-State fans to try to give Baylor a little lift. Uh, today against Iowa State, I don't know if K State fans will be there for the early when they play the late, uh, but it's kind of a funny thought.
4: We were talking the other day on the show, Fitz, about the teams in the Big Twelve that we felt like could potentially make a Final Four, uh, and and I've seen some chatter about this on social media too over the last couple of days about depending on the odds, would you rather pick a Big Twelve team to win the national title or take the field? Uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, I know that there are clearly teams that, and Kansas State is one of them, that the the ceiling is a national championship or could be a national championship. Do you think at this point that it's a it's a good bet to think that at least we could have, I don't know, maybe a max of two Big 12 teams in the final four, but potentially, you know, a Big 12 team winning the national championship over the field? Or do you still think that the overall field nationally uh, could could give the Big Twelve a run for their money.
3: I feel like the odds would be in favor of the field, but yet I might might go ahead and bet the Big Twelve on that. It, it's really interesting. I depending on how the field lines up, where everyone gets sent, is it imaginable that if you want to count Houston, there's going to be three, you know, Big Twelve teams in that Final Four um, since they're knocking on the door coming in next year. It's going to be very interesting. And I agree with you. I think there's four. The top four seeds uh, in this event uh, are all capable of, of making a run uh, in the tournament. You've got to have the right matchups, the right luck. Uh, but I, I really feel like there's some really good teams that might be built for tournament play now because of what they've been through through the Big 12. I, I think you'll see some teams uh, really play a lot looser now when the opponent doesn't know everything they're doing, which is the case of the Big 12 by now.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's an interesting. It would be an interesting play. I think the field is, yeah, would would definitely be favored with some of the teams out there. Houston, Alabama, uh, being two of them as two of the favorites, not in the Big Twelve. What team, Tim, do you think is best positioned? So, I, I actually I went ahead and made K State my Big Twelve winner bet, but it was more about because their odds were too appetizing to right. me. Um, but what, what team in this in this tournament do you think is best poised to make the run to get through it and actually win it?
3: Man, you know, I want to say Baylor, but um, I, I thought that going into last weekend when they got smoked in Waco by Iowa State, and uh, maybe it's a matchup issue. No, I, I've got – put bets on that, actually. I've got two different things in that game. I don't know who's going to go – uh, into that next round, and you know, probably play Kansas. But then again, West Virginia's lone loss here down the stretch has been that close game in Allen Field. I, I did put some money on TCU before I knew about this because I thought they were the team because uh, yeah. I love them when they're all together. But boy, they can't they can't stay healthy, uh, and uh, also Kansas State just for the same reason. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm and not it one sounds like
2: go- it it does sound like right, Keontae George. For Baylor is he's a a game time decision, but we think he'll go right.
3: I can't imagine he wouldn't. I mean, unless he's really hurt. If it's a game time decision, I can see him going. Maybe it's he's no way he's playing, and that's just low gamesmanship uh, to put it out there that he's a game time. But uh, they need him. They get him back. They could be the team that goes through the
4: bracket. Well, fits of course earlier this week Jerome Tang named Big Twelve Coach of the Year and. I I was I was trying to, you know, put that into context about the just the remarkable job that he's done in in year number one. And and it's tough to do because, you know, of course, it's the wins and losses. But as you well know, and, and you've seen firsthand throughout the entire season, just the culture that he brought to Manhattan and his personality, his attitude. And I know I've asked you this before. I know I've asked you to you know, try to define him and, and the superlatives and all of that that he brings to the table. But, you know, of course, he's now he's gotten those accolades, the Big 12 coach of the year. Uh, just can you put that into words again? You know, at this point, as far as what you take away from the fact that he was recognized at that level.
3: I, guess I, I struggle with, you know, it's not like I'm a historian in college basketball, but I struggle to think of a coach that has done something quite like this in his first year, considering he had to recruit 11 new players. And a, and a big reason right. why I'm confident in saying that is that wasn't possible in the past before the transfer portal. Uh, you just, that you weren't getting very good players. Uh, now you can, you can do it. Um, I, I think he surprised himself. I think the whole staff is over the moon what's happened this year. They, they knew they had an opportunity to be good and competitive in this conference. They knew they weren't going to be last in this conference, uh, but finishing as the third seed, you know, in, and in a position to uh, be a two or three seed in the NCAA tournament—that's just amazing. That's incredible. Uh, and and the way he did it off the court, and the way he, brilliant, uh, excellence at the same time, and it's remarkable to be around. It's really something to see.
2: Uh, Brett Yormark yesterday, Fitz, had a lot to say. Uh, I'm sure you caught up on it. Man, he just doesn't hold back, right? Like, he's he's aggressive and he wants the world to know it. And I, I think, you know, whether it happens or it doesn't happen, the things we've been talking about for months are, are clearly a thing, right? Like, he's going after schools in the Pac-12. There's no question.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um You know, if you pair the – if you know what the contract says, that he needs existing Power 5 schools uh, to make it, you know, add money or add value to the conference, um, when he says he's going west, there's only one one Power 5 conference that's out west. So it's pretty obvious. You know, guys, I came across just a random Twitter comment from a fan, I think an Arizona fan, you know, because – the Pac-12 commissioner, who we shall call Silent George from here on out, um, has uh, just disappeared, and he's not talking at their tournament. Greg York's already had two um, press conferences, and we'll talk to anyone about how much he thinks of the Big 12. George Out West is just hiding, uh, and this fan came up with a pretty insightful comment. He says, I think he's actually hiding because he can't get a deal – So he's waiting for the Big 12 to be the bad guy, to take schools, so it wasn't his fault that they couldn't finish their negotiations, it was the Big 12's fault. And you know, the way he's pointed his finger at the Big 12 through this entire process when it's really the Big 10 that has put his conference in peril, that comment made a lot of sense to me. And I can see the way the Pac-12 as a conference has handled the situation, it's been a PR fiasco, That's exactly how he might think he could pull that off with the help of some of his, I'll call him cronies in the the Pac-12 media out there.
4: Fitz, do we still think that with your mark aggressively, potentially going after the Pac-12, that it's those four corner schools? We're talking Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado. Uh, I know clearly, I mean, he mentioned it in the in the news conference yesterday that he's continuing to have conversations with Gonzaga, but as far as the Pac-12 is concerned, uh, I would imagine that those four schools are probably still the target for your mark.
3: Yeah, I I agree with that. I, I think it's safe to say Oregon and Washington would be in his top four, but only if they would say, we're in, we're going to sign the grant of rights that you guys are under and we're in and we're not looking. Well, you really can't get anyone to say they're not looking. I mean, let's be honest. If you you get the right offer, every school in this conference will consider it because the money, the disparity now is so huge. But uh, Oregon and Washington just don't want to make any kind of promise. They don't want to be under any grant of rights. They want to be able to pick up and leave without consequences. And that's not good for the Big 12, and Brett, your mark won't do that. So I think that puts the focus squarely on those two Arizona schools, Utah and Colorado. And uh, I think he's kind of cool on Utah. I think Bill whole conference is because of some of the attitude that's come out of uh, out of Utah about the Big 12. And uh, I think he might bring in two and then go back to ESPN and say, "What if we had, uh, you know, a Mountain West team among these? Can we still get paid? Because that's the better play for us. How's that work? We'll see how he does it. But it, if I had to put money down, since we're on this topic today. I would put money on Arizona and Colorado being the first two in.
2: Why would Arizona go, Tim, and not Arizona State? Is there a difference there?
3: Um, well, Arizona thinks they're a better fit in in the Big 12. They're the only school that actually kind of feels that way because of basketball. And how great your marks
2: talking oh, right.
3: about basketball, basketball. And that gets me to the Gonzaga point. Uh, the media doesn't seem to grasp that. That isn't going on. That isn't a play he's working on right now. He's trying to get to 16 football schools to go out west, and then he's got this whole different play to add basketball schools and on the next round of negotiations separate football from basketball because the estimate is the Big 12 is getting paid about $3 million in this current contract for basketball a year as, as for, per team, per school. And he's had it valued at $25 million per school if you break basketball out. Now, granted, that takes the football part of it down, but they've always tried to claim it's only 10% of the contract, so how do they lower it a third um, and, and still, you know, be an honorable business partner? So I think he's on to something, but that Gonzaga play is pairing it with, pairing them maybe with like a Bill and maybe even up to four teams that won't play football and won't get football money. That's the next step in his Big 12 dream plan, and the final one would be looking at the ACC if that ever comes apart, which might actually have soon, happen sooner than we thought it would.
2: Yeah, I mean it is going to happen sooner uh, for sure. Whenever uh, I, I want, just just as you understand it, when we talk about the next round of negotiations. So if we're if we're looking at basketball stuff and Gonzaga, are we talking about like next round of negotiations after this newest? deal expires so you know years and years down the road or something else
3: uh this was only five to seven years um so uh, unless you know someone wants to come in and, and pay for the extra you know basketball product that they'll have the inventory i, I think he's going to have to hold off to that because once you said i think he's looking at about If you work the math out, it's going to be about $30 million per school at a 16-team football conference. Nobody's going to want to, you know, give up any of that to bring in basketball schools that aren't bringing immediate value. So that would be my thought. You know, the ACC's problem is, um, you know, it's not as bad as the Pac-12, which can't find a contract. But the ACC's in such a bad contract that they're going to be last in payout already and also the last to expire The Big Ten, SEC, and Big 12 all will be signing deals more recently than the ACC, and they'll expire before the ACC because the lesson there is the market's so volatile going upwards typically. You don't want to be long-term. You want to be able to come back to the table and renegotiate.
2: The ACC ain't going to last very long. Clemson and Florida State are already – it'll be gone, I bet, within the next calendar year, Tim. I I think they're going to bail. Because they can afford it if yeah, they join, Carolina, if they were to join the SEC or the Big Ten.
3: Well, North Carolina is in on it now, and um, I, I think you know North Carolina Duke is a Big Ten play that, that wants to play out. We'll we'll see if, if they fracture that much. Um, I, I think this thing's going to end up in four because I, I think they were severely misled in signing that grant of rights in that contract.
2: All right, Fitz, uh, drive safe up to Kansas City. We'll talk, uh, you and I will again this weekend uh, in, in a different capacity on CBS Sports Radio. So looking forward to that. Enjoy the tournament. Let's see if the Cats can uh, make us a little money. And uh, let's see if hopefully everything's okay with Bill Self in a, in a wild turn of events here this morning.
3: Yeah, first to Coach Self, he's a, he's a great basketball coach, but he's a good dude to be around.
2: Yeah, he is. He's one of the best. All right, Fitz, uh, drive safe. We're going to take a quick break. Brandon Zinner is up there as well from 12 News. We'll talk to Brandon, see if he's heard anything. uh, Boots on the ground there uh, in Kansas City. That's what we'll do next on Sports Daily. All right, welcome back into Sports Daily, everybody. Uh, If you have missed the last half hour or so, breaking news in from KU that Bill Self will not coach today because of an illness. Uh, He is in the hospital recovering from that illness, and in that release that KU sent out, said, doing well. We joined now by 12 News' Brandon Zinner, who's up in Kansas City covering the Big 12 tournament this week. Brandon, it, it's been a crazy morning everywhere. I'm sure there, too. Do you know anything else other than what KU sent out here? No.
5: As far as we know, as what KU is saying is that Bill Self uh, was hospitalized with what is uh, being described as an illness. He is uh, doing well, receiving care at the University of Kansas Health System. Now, Bill Self was uh, out and about yesterday as uh, KU, the had uh, had their shoot around at T-Mobile Center. He met with reporters uh, for 20 minutes outside of the locker room to uh, just discuss upcoming game against West Virginia, and then obviously the impl- implications of this week when you look at the NCAA tournament. And he seemed to be doing fine. Uh, didn't seem uh, didn't, didn't seem like there was going to be uh, any issues there. And then uh, we received this news at 9:31 this morning from KU, um, and now KU okay, will be turning to to Norm Roberts, uh, assistant coach for today.
4: Brandon, you mentioned Norm Roberts earlier this season. Bill Self uh, was out for four games, and Norm Roberts was the acting head coach. So this squad – has been used to playing under Norm Roberts earlier this season. Uh, what What's your indication on uh, what you think will happen with the team today? Of course, it's the their opening game in the Big 12 tournament against a West Virginia team where Bob Huggins and Bill Self are are friends with each other. Of course, Norm Roberts will now be on the sideline. Uh, any indication on on how you think this team will respond?
5: Well, there is obviously just one or two ways this, uh, where this can go. Uh, either the players can... Uh, can rally and say we're gonna we're gonna keep playing as long as we can hopefully we get Bill south back on the sideline and and uh, we can uh, we, he can be coaching us again in this tournament oh or this, it becomes a distraction and uh, and gave uh, very very real chance they could lose to a really good West Virginia team today. but uh, I mean with what this team the goals that this team has and how motivated they have sound sounded throughout the week of they, they want this number one seed they want to be able to play for the right to get to the final four. Uh, through uh lawrence east in kansas city um and, and that all starts with with trying to win this big 12 tournament they do that they put themselves in a really good position um as far as norm roberts they he's been in this program for for 12 years through two different stints with bill Self. Uh they have a lot of a lot of familiarity with him and uh, not, not much will change coaching wise uh, expect them to be uh full full gears rolling it's just a matter of of between the heads how much they're able to to
2: lock it in today yeah and and the other side of uh, why you're up there k-state brandon it's been a remarkable ride you know all the chaos of of what's happening in the big 12 with coaches and everything uh the last couple of days k-state it sort of seems business as usual how prime do you think they are what are you seeing from them um as far as you know vibe and and do they look like they'll be able to to make a run at this thing
5: i absolutely think so and i think they're built they're built to be a team that exceeds in March as long as they can just limit the turnovers. You have two All-American-level players and Marquise Noel and Keonta Johnson, and that's kind of the, the making of a good team that plays in March. You have two guys you can, who can handle the ball and can really make some shots, and then they have such depth when they have Desi Sills uh, with the team and Cam Carter, Naquan Tomlin, Ishma Sud. This is a team that can that can go six deep with a bunch of guys who can – can uh put up buckets and really get up and run i really like how this team from kansas state plays i I like their formula in march and uh they have as good of a shot as i think any of the top six teams in the big 12 can go and make a run to the lead eight and k-state is right up there with them all
2: yeah you you're with us on that we've been talking about that you say six we've got five maybe iowa state's in there but you know even even final four i think there are five final four caliber teams but when you look at the Big 12 tournament, and this is where you're very fortunate here this week, Brandon, I think any of the teams remaining of the eight in the Big 12 tournament could make a run. I, I, think, I think any of these eight teams, some are obviously more unlikely than others, but not by a wide margin, right? This just almost feels like an extension of the regular season where we've seen all these teams beat each other. I, I mean, it, the biggest spread tonight is Texas by six and a half over Oklahoma State. Anybody out there doesn't think Oklahoma State can beat Texas? I mean, it could be anybody's tournament this year.
5: No, yeah, it really can't, especially because we see all these different styles of play where, I mean, we've seen Texas Tech and, and West Virginia, we've seen them uh, really muddy up games. We've seen uh, Oklahoma State muddy up games. Um, and then you have uh, a team like Kansas State who uh, they've played a lot of ugly games, but then they could also go out and score. We've seen them score 116 points uh, this year. There's just such variance of styles. And everyone, as you said, has beaten everyone, uh, not just in all college basketball this year, but especially in the Big 12. And uh, Bill Self talking yesterday, he said that winning this this league this year is as impressive as it ever has been and that it has so much more significance than the Big 12 tournament because what you get from a team three games in three days, you never know. Uh, But being able to survive the regular season and get to this, uh, that's a huge accomplishment. And there's no reason any of these eight teams can't go out. Uh, especially there's going to be teams that are playing today against teams that played yesterday. Those teams uh, they don't have uh, they, they don't have legs under them. That uh, I mean, you you know what I'm saying. They played yesterday. They have some momentum behind them. And there's no reason we can't have two more upsets today. Um, and uh, it can be a lot of fun. I have no idea what
2: to expect. Well, we're gonna make you pick something here. I I put my money on K State. Where's your money going, Brand? I know you're gonna pick a winner. Where's your money going?
5: Uh, We're talking for the whole tournament? Yep. Uh, I think the winner uh, a little bit of cop-out. I think the winner of today's K-State TCU game Uh, will do it. I love both of these teams. I think they're both built for March when uh, TCU is fully healthy, and I know they're not going to be today. It sounds like Eddie Lampkin will not be playing today. Um, When the TCU team is healthy, I mean, they were ranked in the top eight in the country, and and they put smackdowns uh, on the top teams in this league. Uh, so give me the winner of that, and then just for the sake of being a good sport, give me K-State winning the Big 12 tournament.
2: There you go. You and I share a brain. And, and then I guess the follow I was going to have to that, you may have just answered, Any outside of K-State and KU, TCU would be your most dangerous team in the tournament then?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, I could, it's, it's weird because with the tournament, you can list every team. I could give you reasons why I think Baylor totally. can go in this thing. I could give you reasons why I think Texas, can go win this thing if it's not if it's not KUK state I I think giving given the rosters if Eddie Lampkin's not healthy for TCU give me Baylor as the team that can go um with that guard play man they can yeah we're assuming Keontae
2: George will play there right Keontae George was a game time decision I I think we kind of think I think we kind of think that he he will play um exactly so Yeah, okay. Well, Brandon's going to have the latest on the Bill Self situation. Uh, If anything develops here in the next 90 minutes or so, you can catch his report at noon on 12 News. And then, of course, on KFH, you'll have pregame coverage on the Jayhawk Radio Network. Where if you know if Brandon doesn't have anything at noon, we may have something by twelve thirty when they go into the pregame coverage right here on KFH. So Brandon, we appreciate it. Enjoy the tournament this uh, this week, and once we get through these uh, these breaking news bombs that are going off over the last two days, it is the best tournament in the world to cover. It's so much fun, so enjoy it.
5: My first big twelve tourney. Looking forward to it. Thank you.
2: All right, there goes Brandon Zinner. You can catch his work all weekend long on Twelve News. And he'll be uh, chasing one of these two teams into March Madness as well once we get through conference tournament weeks. So we'll be checking in with Brandon quite a bit uh, here on Sports Daily. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll catch our breath a little bit from all of this, and we'll talk Shocker Hoops. They also get things underway tonight. We'll do that next on Sports Daily.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone
1: 15s? It's better over
0: here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four
1: lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month
0: with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without autopay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees. Twenty-four monthly bill credits for walk qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.
4: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward.
2: All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. It's been a wild one here uh, on KFH. And, you know, full disclosure to everybody out there, I have had a lot of messages come in, as I'm sure most people who cover the team have, from people that uh, are close to the team, from people that are close to the team in a non-working capacity, whether it be alumni or whatever, um, so there's just there's a lot out there right now. Uh, the general consensus is very serious but but he is doing well now and, uh, and we'll leave it at that. So Bill self hopefully recovering and uh, and and you know depending on what actually happened, we'll see on his availability Tommy. obviously this game and the big 12 tournaments in question the NCAA tournament, may also be in question, just just sort of depending on on everything. So uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on for sure as we make our way through.
4: Yeah, can I I want to speak on this just for a moment as a as a fan, a longtime KU fan uh, because we've talked about it from the perspective of covering it and the impacts and all of that, but just purely as a fan. Um, I mean, what Bill Self has done, not just for the University of Kansas, but for college basketball as a whole. Um, I mean, he's, he is the, the greatest coach still coaching right now in, in college basketball. Um, and we've seen a lot of greats step down over the last couple of years, Roy Williams, Mike Shashevsky, Jay Wright, now Jim Boeheim, uh, within the last 24 hours that leaves bill self as the greatest and most accomplished college basketball coach still coaching. Uh, and, and so from a fan's perspective, uh, you know, not just what he's done, as an ambassador for the university, but what he's done, uh, as uh, an ambassador for college basketball, he's a Naismith hall of famer, uh, two national championship wins, you know, everything is just, it pales in comparison. I mean, his, his health is paramount, the most important thing for sure. And so, um, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family, uh, and people who are close to him. Um, Hopefully he is he's bouncing back and he's he's good to go soon. But I I mentioned in in the last hour, uh, who knows what this will do for his long term coaching future. Uh, He has been on record saying that he doesn't want to coach into his 70s. He just turned 60 last year. So, you know, you have to wonder what does this mean for him? Long term coaching.
2: Yeah, we'll see uh, on that. And, And that's, you know, secondary to the moment. And we can cross that bridge as we navigate the moment this week and see just the immediate nature of everything. And again, 1230 pregame coverage right here on KFH. I mean, that's that's going to be a great spot to get some information, hopefully, and and at least gauge the severity of things in the short term, which I think is, is kind of, it's that right now and the other after we get that. So we'll make our way through. Tommy, real quick. It is the start of the AAC tournament. You will hear the Shockers over on KEYN, as you always do today, on the Shocker radio network. They get Tulsa. They are massive favorites, 16-point favorites uh, tonight against Tulsa. Uh, It's a 6 o'clock tip. I'm not comfortable with 16, and it might even be 16.5 now. But I'll tell you what I am comfortable with. The over-under has – I've seen it as low as 135, it's maybe now back up to 137 and a half. I haven't checked the lines in the last 10 minutes because we've been dealing with this other stuff. Boy, I love that over. Um, shockers should be in good shape against Tulsa tonight. I don't think – we the, the one elephant in the room that we don't know, and Isaac Brown was asked about this uh, this week, was the, future of Jake, or the, the immediate future of Jaquan Waltman, his health. He's been out the last couple of games with illness – uh, Wichita State has changed up the way that they talk about those things this year, Tommy, uh, a little inside baseball. And Isaac Brown's reaction to that question basically sets that up. And it was basically, I'm not talking about any of that stuff. You'll have to find out in pregame. Uh, we're not going to be getting injury news from the Shockers anytime soon. Uh, take that for what it's worth. But we will. Hopefully, uh, they usually send out that info just a little bit before tip-off. Um, So if you're going to uh, bet the Shockers in any capacity, you might hang tight and wait for that news. Uh, I'll take the over either way. I like the Shockers today. I think they'll be fine. I think that they are grooving and doing the things that they need to be doing right now to to take their shot here. And look, if you don't think they can beat Houston or Memphis, they've played— Houston well twice now. And I know the second time in Houston got out of hand at the end. But if you don't think that can happen, it's even more unlikely for a team in the women's bracket to take down the number one. It hadn't ever happened in 27 tries. And the Shocker women did that. And that was an even more unlikely thing to play out than the Shocker men beating Houston. So just let that be a reminder that it is March Madness, that crazy things can happen. And that Wichita State is playing its best basketball, which is pretty good basketball, at the right time. You know, they're the kind of team that can do something magic, I think. They got a player like Craig Porter to lead the way. They got a couple of guys who are playing their basketball at the right time. And and let's go. Like, I, it, nothing ever I enjoy ever more than the Big 12 tournament because I think it's just the best thing ever. I, I'm The Shockers in the AAC tournament this year have my full attention.
4: They may have finished sixth in the conference, but they're currently playing right now, like the third best team yeah, in the conference for sure. as they're yep. entering the conference tournament. Taylor Eldridge, by the way, from the Wichita Eagle, reported yesterday that uh, Jaquan Walton is expected to play in the game okay. against Tulsa. That was his reporting 21 hours ago. Um, and so at that point, I mean, of course, we don't have any well, sort that's good. of He's got a better confirmation beat on the, the team than anybody. Right. Uh, yeah. but he is reporting that, uh, t- that Jake Walton will play uh, tonight. And, and, you know, I've mentioned it before. And I think that we're both on the same page that you absolutely have to get through Tulsa. Uh, and, and I don't want to have to have to have a conversation tomorrow on the show about Wichita state, not getting past Tulsa. Um, so that that's priority. Number one, right now, you got to take it one game at a time before we even talk about Houston or Memphis, you have to get through Tulsa and, you know, their record notwithstanding, I mean, they're what, 5 and 24? Uh, you take that away. Um, Wichita State nearly gave up a lead to Tulsa in the regular season. And so you can't have that happen tonight. Uh, when they take them on in the the AAC tournament. Uh, And then, of course, you can look ahead and and all the different matchups and what it might take for the Shockers to make a magical run uh, in this conference tournament. But first things first, you have to get through a Tulsa team that uh, you were able to do in the regular season, but not entirely comfortably both times that you played them.
2: Yeah, look, it's... We just talked about anything can happen, and Wichita State's capable of beating Houston. Yeah, Tulsa's capable of beating Wichita State too. Like it, you yeah. know, it can go the other direction also. We know this. We've seen this in recent years with the Shockers. Um, so, yeah, don't take anything for granted. I just think that the chances of that, because that takes a letdown, right? And I don't know what I don't know what Tulsa's best game is, but it's it is a little bit different. It will take a pretty big letdown or something crazy like shooting the lights out from three in an unpredictable way, right. For, for that to happen. I don't know if the shockers are going to cover a 16 point spread, but I feel really good about the shockers, you know, making it through this one. And then I, I'm very intrigued by the Tulane game. Obviously I I, it's, it is set up. I mean, if you could map it out perfectly, right. in, In what was possible, this is it. You want Tulsa in the first round, And you want Tulane, who you've played really well this year in the second round. And then you're going to have to do what you haven't done yet, and that's beat Memphis and likely, unless something happens otherwise crazy in the tournament, beat Houston. Now, it's not a foregone conclusion. Houston's on the other side of the bracket, right? They're going to have to win a few games to get there. And we know they've been tested this year a couple of times. Not not a lot, but a little bit. And their, their fate is secure. Like, whatever happens to Houston is probably already set in stone. So... Who knows? Wild things happen this time of year. Everybody's on a neutral floor. Everybody, uh, court, everybody's dealing with travel. Everybody's dealing with all this stuff. Everybody and, you know, all the really good teams. How can you not look ahead, right? All of these things are in play, and that's why we see wacky things happen in these one-game scenarios.
4: And what makes this tournament really fun for Wichita State is that you've got a wide variety of outcomes. You can make a Cinderella run and... I mean, I think that we both agree they're playing well enough right now where they could make a Cinderella run in the conference tournament. And you could be, I'm not suggesting it will happen, but you could potentially be looking at a magical auto bid to the NCAA tournament. We could be talking about an NIT berth on the line for the Shockers, or, you know, worst case scenario, could be looking at an early round exit and the Shockers doing nothing in postseason play. My question to you would be, what do you think it will take for Wichita State in this tournament to potentially get an NIT bid? Are we talking two wins and a, and a loss against Memphis? Uh, do you think they need to make it to the conference finals to have an opportunity to get an NIT bid? I mean, what, what do you what do you think?
2: Um, I, I would. I'm guessing, a total guess, that they probably they might be in now. Because I think okay. the NIT likes them. I, but again, like I, I don't know the criteria enough. Um, I would think as long as they don't you know, fall to, uh, to to Tulsa or something, that they'll be fine. I think if they beat Tulane in Tulsa, I would be pretty confident. And then obviously anything more than that, they'd be in good shape. I, I think their chances at the NIT are probably pretty good. But I would have to defer because— At that point, I don't know what all goes into that criteria, right? Is it, can you draw a home crowd, which of course they could? Does that play into it? Maybe it's not supposed to, but how could it not? If you're an invitational tournament, why wouldn't you want that? You know, those kinds of things are in play and always tend to favor Wichita State. We know the fan base will travel for the NIT. The NIT knows that too. Um, So I would think their probably chances are pretty good, but... You know, and, and, and the other part of it is they have to accept that invitation. I absolutely think that they would. You know, not, not. I don't think it'll be one of those years where they're like, no, nope, we're good, season's done. I think this team will want to play as many games as they're allowed to.
4: I think so, too. And, and so, again, the priority one at hand right now, you got to beat Tulsa tonight. And uh, I think talent-wise, talent level, they're head and shoulders above Tulsa. There's no doubt about that. But you've got to avoid a letdown.
2: For sure, for sure. And I, and I just am I'm, – I'm as confident in any Shocker game as I've been all year that they will not have a letdown tonight, and they'll handle business. But we'll find out. You'll hear the game over on KYN. We'll tell you all about what you'll hear today on our family and networks. It is March. That's as we wrap up Sports Daily right after this.